This is Envision Self Healing Podcast, episode number 45. Hi, I'm Will Fuller. And I'm Richard Miller. And we are the co-creators of EnvisionSelfHealing.com and are dedicated in helping you improve your eyesight and quality of life by taking healing into your own hands. The topic of the week this week is Five Steps to a Successful New Year's Resolution, Part 3, Is It Attainable? And in the question of the week, at the second half of the podcast, we're going to be answering uh, a general question from someone who has optic atrophy and asking us, what are the exercises he should do? So Richard, how's the world of self-healing been treating you this week? Well, I, I went off to my new gym and where I'm doing spin classes and mm-hmm. uh, I've now got a trainer there. Fantastic. And uh, he's a great trainer. He's been in, in the business for 30 years and he's in his 50s as I am. Fantastic. So and I a, bet he's fitter than I am. <laughs> he's definitely fitter than and, you. And most people. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty impressive actually. Um so, and we started working on what I was talking about last week. The, uh, I came to him wanting to improve my cardiovascular uh, conditioning. It's so hard to describe this, actually, because it it's really relates to optic atrophy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I'm a very unusual person coming to him to say, I have optic atrophy and I want to improve my circulation. <laughs> I doubt that's somebody he's ever dealt with. Yeah. But he was really game for it. And he had, the cool thing is that he had has presbyopia himself. He's in his 50s. It's, it's actually good. He's only developing it now. Mm-hmm. And he, I've, I knew, uh, he's a friend of a friend. I, I gave him the website uh, maybe a month or so ago. And so he was so enthusiastic about our website and has started to improve his presbyopia fairly quickly. And you, so. you also got um, some fame recognition right, when yeah. you walked in the gym. I walked in the gym and he knew who I was just from the video. So that was pretty pretty <laughs> darn cool. That's the first time that's actually happened. We're going to have so. to start getting you you're gonna have to start <laughs> getting you a bodyguard and go out in sunglasses. Yeah. and uh... Oh, the presbyopia rock star. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, no one would be able to... Uh, oh, yeah. no, everyone would be able to see you from the distance, but no one would be able to see you close up. Right, that's right. <laughs> so um, anyway, so he was very, very good. Uh, and we set a goal of uh, resting heart rate. You know, we discussed this last okay. week. It's like, how should I measure my ability? Really, the, what I'm going for is more vision mm-hmm. and getting more circulation to my optic nerve, leading to more vision. Uh-huh. That's really my goal. But I have to set something measurable. So mm-hmm. in this case, I, I, we had to come up with some uh, measure of my heart rate. Okay. Either, you know, as we talked about, you and I talked about, it, maybe it could be the rate where it drops from your peak, down, how long it takes to drop to, to your recover, resting yeah. heart rate, that recovery rate. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he decided that um, let's establish resting heart rate and then we'll we'll check that over time. Yeah. So yeah. what it means, I need, I have this, uh, chest, you know, heart rate monitor. I have a chest. I have, I have a chest. chest. I have a chest. <laughs> I have a heart too. In That's the chest. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I have one of those chest strap heart rate monitors. So okay. what I'm going to have to do is he says it's important not to do anything. So you have to put like mm-hmm. a, put a post-it on your, uh, alarm clock. So as soon as you wake up, you look at this wrist monitor, the wristwatch that reads out your oh, heart rate, because as soon as you start thinking or doing anything, your apparently your heart rate jumps up. Okay. So that's going to be my measure is uh, resting well, heart rate. Just don't don't get up too quick to 
to get the post-it note. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's enough. like, what's my attitude when I'm looking at the post-it <laughs> I've note? I've never heard that before. But that's no, cool. that's what he said. <laughs> so as soon as you do anything, you've, you've raised it. So okay, that's going to be my measure. And uh, just to uh, prove that the spin class does this. So one of the people in the class has uh, told me he'd been doing it for maybe four or five years. And his heart, resting heart rate went from somewhere in the 70s, high 70s into the 40s. Wow! By doing this class, fantastic. So, yeah, yeah. That's that's good. That um, it's it's great because you're seeing it. You know, we, we talked before a previous podcast about a holistic approach to self healing and to think of vision improvement as just the eyes and just doing eye exercises would be mm-hmm. the wrong approach. And um, it's great for people to see that you're not just talking about eye exercises here. And in fact, as you know, that your condition is is a lack of blood flow to the optic nerve then certainly it makes sense to increase more circulation to it which is why your goal is then to improve circulation instead right and and just i know this sounds like a setup or something but i did right after the uh spin class on monday Mm -hmm. did i see yeah that was monday i went to a chinese restaurant not i'm not bragging about my diet at at this point (laughs) you didn't you didn't steal their food and run off and they couldn't catch you so you know that you're getting fitter well and you know that that (laughs) it's that psychology of like wow i've just burned i don't know how many calories i've just burned so now i deserve you know pot stickers and (laughs) but anyway put it put it all back on again yeah put it all back on again that's what i was figuring anyway I went to the Chinese restaurant and i opened up the fortune cookie at the end and could read the fortune which is not normal for oh, me. So okay. I do, and I, it seems a little crazy that one class would do that, but the, the it was a reality. I was reading wow. the fortune on the fortune cookie. So well, not to go too psychological. It's not because it was a positive fortune, and before it was negative, and you just didn't want to see it. Uh, no, it wasn't that <laughs> exciting of a fortune anyway. But, right. Uh, the 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 ability to read it was exciting. So. Excellent. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So I I think there may well it makes sense because I've gotten massages before mm-hmm. where after the massage I saw better. Yeah. And that's a similar thing. It's more circulation to the optic nerve. So, and I was feeling great, you know, the blood was pumping. So there is something to that. Yeah. And it certainly goes to show um, that you need to do it. Um, I guess some of what we're going to be talking about today um, in our topic of the week, which is attainable. Uh, those that listened to our podcast last week were here that we answered a question about somebody that gets blurry vision when they exercise. Right. So you could argue that it's, um, there's a contradiction there mm-hmm. between the two and it just goes to show um, that different situations and right. how you're doing the exercise, what intensity, um, you know, how the body is in the first place. And um, I well, think in general, can... most people would see an improvement as you're experiencing. Well, I, w- I would go further and say optic atrophy might be a special case oh, where you yeah. would see that improvement more quickly because we, that's, right. our, that's our problem is and also circulation. Afterwards, mm-hmm. um, not during necessarily. Probably so. I, I'm not sure I'm going to read a fortune cookie. I could do that. I could try and read a <laughs> yes, fortune fortune from a fortune cookie on the spin cycle. It'd be quite a, cha- a challenge. I, I can see just it. hear the instructor shouting at you. <laughs> Richard, put that fortune cookie down. <laughs> put that fortune cookie down. <laughs> I need the energy and I want to check my vision. <laughs> <laughs> well, leave it down to us to, to do that. I'm sure that would work. All right. Yeah. So that was my... Uh, good. Yeah, that was my week. Good. So how was yours? Yeah, I've um, I've been spending quite a bit of time in front of the computer 
this week watching uh, working on the website you and mean watching football <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no. no unfortunately it starts too uh too early oh yeah, english yeah. football sorry american football oh yeah, yeah yeah no i just i just watch that i don't try and uh, do yeah. work at the same time right. especially as san francisco could be heading to Ooh. win the super bowl which yeah. unfortunately if they do i'm gonna miss because you're gonna be working. i'm gonna be in new york working. seeing clients over there so yeah. uh, anyway sacrifice yeah. for the for the for the better yep. so um one thing i've noticed and this probably came from having when i was in england i, I didn't use the computer at all um completely rested my eyes so now what i've been feeling this week is that my right eye has sort of been straining sitting in in front of the computer and um, it might also be because i've been watching the football games yeah yeah (laughs) so i'm using that 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 a lot more and um and also you know getting back into my routine I've, i've been getting into it pretty well but not how it was when i left off so my peripheral vision exercises haven't I've not been doing them as well as I did before I left. Mm-hmm. So um, I noticed quite a bit of strain. And um, so I really focused this week on wearing my uh, obstruction. Uh, as he is right this minute. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's been interesting. I've I've been having to adapt. Those people that don't know, I see about 20, 80 in my left eye. And that's the one with uh, cataracts and also a, a pseudomacular hole, about two thirds of my central vision is is missing there from that and then my right eye is more about 20 30 20 20 which is a lot better vision so there's a, obviously a very big difference there between the two so when i look at something like small print on the computer screen i know that's my my better eye seeing it because i know that my left eye can't see it um so i've been playing with trying to find a happy medium i've actually been blowing the screen up so that both left eye and right eye in theory can see it so there's not so much of a, a battle there so but on top of that i've also been trying to obstruct my right eye as much as possible and i've really felt over the last few days i've been doing this for the last five days but in particular the last two days my left eye is really starting to engage a lot more and i, I feel a lot better for it i really feel like this left eye is, is working more mm. now and i've also found it's easier now for me to use it like even now for me i'm doing the podcast right now with the obstruction glasses on um, even the other day I, I, um, was sort of, I put them on now for normal everyday tasks. I even caught myself yesterday closing my right eye, um, to use my left eye because it's becoming that much more automatic yeah, yeah. for me now. And I've also noticed that then when I take my glasses off the vision in my right eye, my, my better eye is so much more clearer because it's not hmm. as strained. So it's really motivated me to continue hmm. obstructing uh-huh. and I'm going to spend certainly the next week doing that and and really dedicate a bit more time to obstruction mm-hmm. to help activate the weaker a little bit more and also rest my stronger eye mm-hmm. and I've focused a lot more on some relaxation exercises I've increased my palming I've increased the amount of times I'm putting cold towels over my eyes to help cool the eyes down so uh, yeah, I'm glad it's it's been quite a bit of hard work. It's taken some adapting to do because as much as I do obstruct my stronger eye with the computer, it's normally for a shorter distance of time. Whereas now, I'm really trying to dedicate a bit more time to it. So really, uh, really pleased that that's that's yeah. come on well this week. I did find a, an interesting um, encounter this week when I went to a supermarket and they had organic blueberries on sale. So I went in and I said, um, and I couldn't find them. I'm, and it was one of those places that they 
put the prices in all different places. Oh, Sometimes they're not even there. And right. it says it's organic, but it was the the labeling above was organic, but the actual product well, wasn't organic. Like, know. You know, it's all, all sort of uh, yeah. sixes and sevens. So I said to this person after about 10 minutes of trying to look through it, and I, thought, I just asked for it. I said, excuse me, where are your blueberries? And he said, uh, sorry. And I was like, where are your blueberries? And he was like, sorry, what? And I was Uh-oh, like, oh, here you go. Accent, right? <laughs> and I was like, how can I say it differently? I said, where are your blueberries? Berries. And uh, he was like, no, sorry. So I said, where are your blueberries? There you go. That's closer. And he was like, blue what? <laughs> and I went, where are your blueberries? <laughs> and he was like i went your blueberries there you go and he went oh blueberries why didn't you say so blueberries and, then he, and he blueberries. took me around the corner <laughs> and he was like here they are and and i thought this is not just me huh? yeah and i thought well, this this is fine and i thought that, i wonder if there's a lesson in this and it, it what i came to think of is that we were both speaking english we were both speaking exactly the same language yeah but neither of us could understood why the what the other one was saying and I couldn't figure out why he couldn't understand me because I was saying it yeah. in English, right? right. Like, how could I get any more than blueberries? Like it's it's blueberries. What you know? What else is it? And I and I guess I kind of come to the terms that um, that with vision improvement as a whole, and I realised the sort of the more medicine side of it, um, it w- and and us the holistic side is we're both speaking the same language. Vision improvement. We both want vision to improve. True. Um, but it's that we're saying it in a different way that, um, that the, the other one can't necessarily understand. So yeah. with medicine, they, they, they can't see that vision can improve naturally. So when we say that, it doesn't make sense to them. Just yeah. the same as I'm saying blueberries in an English accent. Yeah. You can almost see the eye doctor sort of standing there just like that clerk was. Just like you're yeah. shaking his head like, what, what are you actually saying? <laughs> yeah, they can pick out parts of what it is that yeah. you're trying to say, but in general, it doesn't make sense. And then at the same way, they're saying, well, vision can't improve because of X, Y, Z. You know, we have yeah. all this evidence that we can't really see that point of view because we see it on a daily basis. Right. Everyone's vision uh, improves. So anyway, I thought that it was it was such a, a funny interaction that I really yeah. needed to, to draw some sort of... Uh, lesson from it and then of course last night i was trying to see what movies were up on uh, on this this uh, movie i don't want to advertise anything yeah, yeah, this yeah. movie uh, ability watching movies and of course lost in translation was one of the uh, <laughs> was one of the movies so i'm going to watch this that weekend yeah. and uh, yeah you're gonna get up on that a little bit more mm-hmm. okay great well i think it's a good time to move on to topic of the week And the topic of the week this week is five steps to a successful New Year's resolution. Part three, is it attainable? So this um, this is part of a five-part series that we're doing here, which is, and we noticed at the beginning of the year that it would be great if we could help our listeners to set, set themselves some good goals for this year. And, and in relation, we're doing it to a vision improvement. And just like you here on Richard's side of things, it's not necessarily about the eye exercise, it's to improve circulation. And last week I talked about that my goal was to stick to my hour and a half in the morning and make sure that I'm doing my eye exercises. Mm-hmm. So part of that approach that we've chosen is is the smart way of making your goals. And that stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. So um, 
two weeks ago we talked about it being specific make sure that it's a specific to what it is that you want to do and that it's not um, a broad sense such as vision improvement and then last week we talked about measurable make sure that it's something that you can actually take note of for example if you want to achieve something on the chart say at the moment you're seeing 2080 then maybe your goal would be to see 2070 um, something that you can actually measure mm-hmm. um, for Richard that could even be that you know, he, he read a, a fortune cookie uh, right. that he couldn't see clearly and now it's clearer. You know, there, there's other ways of making it uh, attainable. Maybe you stand on one side of the street and there is a road sign opposite the street and um, you can't read it. So, you know, maybe your goal is to be able to pick out one or two letters or the whole sign by the end of the year. So now today we're talking about attainable. And um, I guess it, it sort of speaks for itself, really. Make sure that it's something that you can actually attain. And then, and that one of the steps of that is looking around your life and your surroundings and go, do I have the resources around me to make this attainable? So like in my case with, uh, I want to lower my heart rate and I want to go to a spin class. That's, that's, Mm -hmm. I guess that is my resource. These spin classes are my resources. I was going to say, I was about to launch into, if you live in in the middle of the cornfields in Nebraska, maybe you wouldn't. It wouldn't be attainable, but then you'd just be going running in the, in the fields <laughs> yeah, of the cornfields. Yeah. That would be how you would attain it. Could you imagine actually just running? Just running. Well, what a concept. <laughs> and yeah. not in a gym like a hamster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, when, you know, making this goal attainable of, say, lowering my resting heart rate mm-hmm. as a way of improving the circulation to my optic nerve, I have to look around San Francisco because that's where I live mm-hmm. and go, okay, how can I attain this? What are the resources i need mm-hmm. well i need classes that will really motivate me to get my heart rate up and they have to be a, they have to be available to me on a regular basis mm-hmm. i mean part of my process of doing that goal was how hard is it for me to get to this gym you know what's the tr- transit even yeah. to that gym was it, part of the calculations i guess even if that you know if it's too much i mean even that could be in a goal in itself you know is it is it a goal? Is it attainable to be able to get to that right gym if you've chosen one that it takes you an hour and a half to get to? Yeah, um, you know, on, on three different modes of transport, then obviously you're going to be demotivated. Exactly, and that's why this is such an important part. And I guess this is why you call it the smart way of setting a goal because you're trying to preempt any difficulties in the first mm-hmm. place. Um, so I guess part of that also is part of the resources is to actually have the knowledge. If you mm-hmm. didn't have the knowledge of how to measure your resting heart, heart rate, rate yeah, yeah. Um, then you wouldn't be able to attain that goal. Mm-hmm. So then I guess that's something you also need um, is to have the knowledge right. in and, the first place. And if you don't have the knowledge, then you, at least on your list is, I got to go on the internet and search mm-hmm. out that knowledge. One resource of which would be our website, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, why we sort of wanted to put so much information and detail in the conditions and the exercises mm-hmm. so that people really could learn about it, what it's doing, so it's so much more attainable for them to use those yeah. exercises. And you think about it, that's really one of our main goals was to create this ability for people to have attainable mm-hmm. uh, results from vision improvement. So we're giving them the resources they need, the knowledge they need. And I guess you could also say the I Exercise Express that we've got, you know, a big reason why we created that is so that it's more attainable right. for people to do it. So you can set it out into 10 minute intervals and we explain in detail in each of those videos or audios how to actually do the exercises. So that in itself helps you attain 
your goal that much more. And I guess other, you know, general resources, um, books that you want to read. Mm-hmm. I guess one thing that's difficult about that is that you could end up going off at a tangent. You could, yeah. Um, so you have to be a little bit wary, and we do talk about that. Um, but we do have in the resources section on our website, we do actually have a list of a further the reading, mm-hmm. you could say. But certainly, do be aware that you don't end up going off in a in the abyss of I exercise knowledge, and then six months later you realize you never started your program. <laughs> but if in some ways if you've started out with specific, so say specifically, you know, That's minds true. about circulation, it narrows it down. You know, like yeah. I only need to know about heart rates and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, cardiovascular exercises. Point. So uh-huh. I think at, at this point they actually are fairly narrowed down. So That's true, actually, when I, when I research things for, say, RP, when mm-hmm. I have a look at, when you've got such a vast array of information, I look for specifically peripheral vision exercises mm-hmm. or a retinal exercise, you know, that sort mm-hmm. of... When yeah. I look for nutrition, I look for things to help the retina mm-hmm. um, because it's specific towards yeah. that thing. So that's, yeah. uh, that's really important. And I guess also the equipment itself, right. uh, like the heart rate monitor. Right. I mean, you can do it with your own uh, fingers. Um, but also things like... The equipment for the eye exercises, you know, if you're doing the peripheral vision exercises, you want to make sure that you've got a good stash of black pieces of paper and masking tape and, you know, make sure that you've got everything there in the first place to help you out. Um, if, you know, if it's if palming is part of it, make sure you've got a good place to do the palming. Mm-hmm. Pillows, uh, things like that. And that's, you'll find, and then we have our chart, eye charts on our website mm-hmm. and they're also included with the eye exercise express and that's part of the the equipment you would need but and we try and make those easily attainable for you yeah so So that's certainly ways uh, to attain it but you know in itself make sure that the goal is attainable if you're somebody that sees 2080 then to say okay well i want to see 2020 by the end of the year uh, it's not you know overly obtainable right yeah you know for me say with retinitis pigmentosa you know if i say right i i want to uh, get rid of my night blindness mm-hmm. uh, in a year. Now that's just not. You sort of got to be uh, realistic, in you know you've got to see where you are currently, which is part of the measuring mm-hmm. process, and then you want to set a goal that is actually attainable. So, for example, we talked before about you with your heart rate. Right. Do you know what your? You don't know what your resting heart not rate. Not yet. Is, no. So let's say that your uh, resting heart rate was eighty. I'm guessing it's in the 80s somewhere, yeah. And then you said, I want it to be 40. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, then that's not, you know, not only is that not really attainable, it's also dangerous uh, for your health. And uh, I guess also uh, saying that with eye exercises, we talked before about perfectionism being a barrier to, Mm -hmm. to vision improvement. And if you do set yourself this, you know, unattainable high goal, then you're going to push yourself too hard um and if you don't achieve some of the steps then you're going to get demotivated and also you know you could even do yourself harm if you're trying to push yourself too much yeah i was thinking about this i uh i replied to a facebook uh message actually we're going to talk about it and it's the question of the week as well uh uh, about uh, a young man who has optic atrophy and his goal is to be able to drive because he lives in a in an area that doesn't have good public transit Mm mm-hmm and uh, the and he lives in Florida, so in the state of Florida requires you to have twenty seventy vision, and so in this this message to me, he said, you know, I basically can see a few letters on the twenty eighty line now, 
and I want to see 2070. Mm-hmm. That's and I, I wrote back that seems reasonable to yeah. me, and that, that's what I was saying. This that seems attainable to me. And what's great is this guy's 18. <laughs> yeah, and yet we get a lot of people uh, older trying to uh, trying to obtain something so much higher yeah. and uh, yeah. unachievable. It's yeah, and if your vision is 2800 and say I want 2020 vision, that's not attainable. So you your goal might be. I want 2400 vision or 2200 yeah. vision, something like that. That's attainable. And it's really something people don't think about. I don't know whether it's the fault of the companies that say, get 2020 vision in two weeks, uh, or whether it's the you know the medicine side of things. If, if you've got a problem, then they either just get rid of it or replace it um, you know, with a new one. I guess with things like LASIK surgery, then they talk about giving you 2020 vision in you know, 15 minutes or however long the procedure is. Yeah. Um, then we sort of expect this quick fix and yeah. well, why shouldn't I have 2020 vision in two, you know, it's, it's someone else's yeah. fault, I guess. So certainly, um, think about that uh, carefully when you want your goal to be attainable. Now it doesn't mean uh, that you will never get right to say 2020 and what we'd, uh, what we'll be talking about in the, in the, the last one, which is timely, is that you put a time frame on it. Right. And for us, we're, this is a New Year's resolution. So what we're saying is, is this time next, next year, year we're not right. we're not saying ever. Right. Um, you could always have that, you know, ten year goal, twenty year goal, uh, whatever you know, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. But in particular, here we're talking about what is something that you could achieve in either six months or a year um, that is going to set you forward in your vision improvement and improve your eyesight instead of setting you back and preventing you from doing the eye exercises. Right. Okay, great. Well, that's a good time to move on to question of the week. And the question of the week I've already talked about a little bit. Mm -hmm. The question of the week this week comes from Facebook. Uh, from a, a young from, man. <laughs> I say that, Jack, every week. Not from Mark Zuckerberg. No, 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 no. You said that last week. Yeah, no. I said that last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, he has optic atrophy and he's, it uh, sounds like he's a late teens person, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. And he's on, uh, he's athletic, plays football, plays tennis, um, but his vision is generally 20, 100 okay. in his best eye. I've, I've written him back and asked what the other eye is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wanted, and the, the problem is we didn't have an optic atrophy free program in the website. And I, I'm thinking back, partly it was like, wow, we had so much to do when you put the website together. We just had to prioritize. Mm. And partly it was uh, optic atrophy has some special technical, it really comes down to, we like to, to stimulate blind spots in optic atrophy and we felt like that was too complex of an exercise to put on the on the website. I mm-hmm. believe that's why we didn't do it. Yeah, and we do. We've put a um, generic program in the Eye Exercise Express right. for optic atrophy. So I think we we included it. Yeah, in, and but we then avoided the stimulating the blind spots because that was again a little more technical. So yeah. that's why right. save that for a future our, product. <laughs> our our apologies to the optic atrophy community out there, but uh that's why it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But we did make the effort to put it in the eye exercise express. Yeah. So in general, the way uh we would uh create a program for optic atrophy mm-hmm. would be okay, it's your optic nerve. Because the, the question was, what exercises, what exercises can I do, I do for optic atrophy? Right. Right. 
And so generally, let's just go through this logically. Your, it's your optic nerve that's your problem. Mm-hmm. So I would put the palming exercises as first because you're resting your optic nerve. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got a damaged optic nerve or a compromised optic nerve, you can imagine then throwing a bunch of information, visual information through it, how stressful that would be. Yeah, the same as you've just started spin class. If you yeah. uh, did spin class every day for the next two weeks for 34 hours a day then <laughs> too much yeah, yeah you're only you're just going to overwork those muscles and, and strain it too yeah much. so you need that rest period in between right and the second thing would be okay optic optic atrophy creates an overall blur similar to myopia but not quite the same mm-hmm. and so shifting would be the next exercise because you're trying to stimulate or gain back the ability to see detail with your compromised optic nerve. Mm-hmm. So shifting, looking at details um, at a distance because the optic nerve, optic nerve atrophy creates a blur in the distance as well. So looking in the distance and shifting mm-hmm. would both be good exercises for that. I guess it would also bring more blood to that area if you're using something that right. the body's going to send more blood to that right. place, which is one of the things you're trying to achieve with the optic atrophy. Right. And the third exercise we recommended on the express was sunning. And this is harder for me to scientifically explain how it's affecting the optic nerve. It certainly is stimulating the whole retina. Um, So I think in general, maybe it's stimulating the optic nerve through the retina, but in general, it's also relaxing the whole visual system. Mm -hmm. And I just find that it works well for me. Yeah, I found that I've been using the analogy recently of uh, photosynthesis mm-hmm. with plants um, and that, you know, the, the sole job of those leaves in that case is to receive sunlight. That's it. Mm-hmm. And the, the job of the retina is to receive light, mm-hmm. um, turn it into electricity and then send it to the brain. Yeah. So it makes sense then that, you know, we don't want to deprive the retina of its job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, unemployment's bad enough as it is, right? Yeah. So by doing sunning, you're really giving it what it is that it uh, desires, you know, what it, it, it it's strives do, on. That's, yeah, it's, yeah. that's its number one job So is yeah. to do that. So. so that would be number three would be sunning. And then number four is self-massage. Mm-hmm. And this gets to... Uh, the circulation question again, and we would particularly talk about shoulder, neck, shoulders, uh, head, face, self-massage uh-huh. to get more circulation to the optic nerve. Yeah. So um, those are the four exercises we recommend. And then as two reserve exercises, we have distance looking and obstruction. And this is where it got complicated again, because we would probably, we'd want to know where your blind spots were. And, mm-hmm. and obstruct everything but your blind spots, com- more complex techniques like that. So, But if, if nothing else, if you obstructed your dominant eye, uh, most likely you have more uh, damage to the optic nerve in the other eye. So by obstructing your dominant eye, you're stimulating the weaker parts of your visual system as well. And you could also just uh, print off the large and small print that's on the website and just see which one sees clearer read with one eye and then read with the other mm-hmm. and decide which eye is the weaker one mm-hmm. and then or the stronger one rather and, and obstruct the stronger eye mm-hmm. um, and then you know you've got a chance of balancing those two out and resting the stronger one just 
like what I'm experiencing right now. Right. So, and in, and then the, this is where we, if we had a client with optic atrophy, then we would find the blind spots and get flashing lights and stimulate the blind spots mm-hmm. in that eye. Yeah, it's definitely uh, something we'll look to do in a future product yeah. uh, or project trying to uh, figure out how to educate people on, on that one a little bit more. I'm sure that would be useful. And then now I guess I would say, and this is how I replied to him too, is like get some cardiovascular aerobic exercise program mm-hmm. going. So Make sure you're getting enough blood yep. to the eyes. Yep. Okay, great. Well, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you want to find out a little bit more information on eye exercises or indeed how to improve your body in general, then head over to our website at envisionselfhealing.com. If you enjoyed or are interested in some of the basics that we were talking about here and you want to gain a little bit more understanding, then feel free to head over to the website and check out the free ebook over there called A Modern Day Guide for Improving Eyesight, where we go through the 10 basic areas of vision and how indeed you can improve it and also how our modern day lifestyles are actually affecting that and making our vision not as good as what it could be you can also check us out uh, on facebook and uh, just head over to our facebook fan page to search for envision self-healing and uh, we're getting some great responses over there uh, people posting some some great questions so certainly check that out like that facebook fan page over there and uh, sort of see what's going on over there with our little mini vision improvement community so you could also check richard and i out on twitter and uh, we certainly post regular updates on that and indeed we also post uh, updates on our facebook fan page and uh, if you enjoy the way that we're able to answer our questions here uh, then this is why we invented the coaching call aspect of the eye exercise express which is a bonus that we give there so just go ahead over to the eye exercise express on our website and uh, you can find out a little bit more on the free coaching call that we give there so that we can answer all your questions verbally and in a lot more detail. Okay, great. Well, good luck with your eye exercises this week and happy healing. And have a good week.